Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Games Parlay, the show where we talk about games, the good, the bad, and the ones we like. This week, we have a very, very special episode, but before we talk about why, how you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Billy. How are you? Doing great. I'm really excited for today's topic, Mm -hmm. which everybody can see in the title, but we have to have our first ever guest on the show. Yes, uh, my wife, Elena, is with us. Say hi to everyone, Elena. Hi, hello. My name is Elena. I'm Matt's wife. Thanks for having me. Very excited. Of course. Very excited to have you here. She's our Uh, resident Stardew Valley stan. Yes, (laughs) she is our resident expert uh, on this topic. And yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, So I'm just going to start off with some general information on Stardew Valley and kind of its impact, and we'll kind of go from there. Uh, So Stardew Valley released in February of 2016, which is hard to believe that that was really five years ago. It really is. That this game has been going. Um, It was developed by one guy. um, And he has recently, within the last update, um, had some, uh, like, two or three people help him with some stuff. But for the last five years, it's just been him pumping out free updates to this game to just be a massive, a massive game. Right. It was published, I think, by um, Chucklefish at first, but there were mm. some issues with him and the publisher, which led him to want to um, self-publish the game. So for the past, I think, like two years or so, it's all been published under him instead of Chucklefish. Yeah. Even though it's, it still has the, uh, the Chucklefish logo when you boot up the game. But um, yeah, I mean, but that's, that's pretty much it. Um, as far as like the development cycle, I mean, it, it was one dude who it's also wanted... on like every platform imaginable. It's ridiculous. Yeah, even mobile. Mm-hmm. It's on windows, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox one, the switch PS Vita, and then also mobile iOS and Android. So just a massive um, success for this for this guy. Um, but yeah, uh, so the game itself is a a tribute to the older farm simulation style games, uh, which I think is funny because now every game gets compared to this one. Um, even the new so. The big tributes uh, to this game was Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons, um, which, if you're unfamiliar, um, there used to be a game called Harvest Moon Story of Seasons. That was, like, the thing. Um, And then the company split into two, so now there's Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons. Um, But it's funny, because once that split happened, people stopped really liking those games. And um, rather, the Harvest Moon, everybody knows Harvest Moon, but it's that was not the company that actually makes Harvest Moon. People really enjoyed Story of Seasons. But then this guy was like, well, I want like one of these games, but good. And then he made Stardew Valley. And then what's really funny is now you can see the newer games of both of these series taking inspiration from Stardew Valley. Um, so, so the circle going around here is pretty wild. The circle of life, one could say. Circle of life of games. 
Um, but I'm, I'm curious for you two uh, to kind of start things off here. What got you, how did you find Stardew Valley and um, just overall like thoughts of the game? I think you're the one that showed it to us, right, Elena? Yeah, so the, the first time I ever heard of or, or saw the game was on Billy's stream. Um, and I think it was either 2018 or 19. I don't remember which, but um, I want to say 19. And we were watching Billy's stream one day, and I remember seeing the game. And my initial reaction was, it looks really cute. I don't fully get why it's so popular. And I remember comparing it to Farmville a lot. Mm-hmm. And which thinking back mistakes, but that was my original thought of the game. And then um, since it was so cheap on on the eShop, Matt convinced me to buy it so that he could play. And Mm -hmm. so I guess that kind of takes us into the fact that Matt played the game first. So, right. And I got bored of it much quicker than she did. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I didn't I didn't remember that I was the one who showed you this game. That was not a leading question. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put that out there. It's <laughs> a humble humble brag over here. Yeah, yeah. Like, How did you find it? <laughs> yes, she was also really confused because when you stream it, you are in the mines almost mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. And she was like, Is this the whole game? Is the farm like? Uh, the subplot and you're really just a minor this whole time. <laughs> I love that. For Billy, yes. Yes, for me, that is exactly how it goes. Um that's great. I actually saw uh I I really started to get into YouTube let's plays and um that kind of area of the internet when this game wasn't at its peak necessarily. Like when it first came out, I saw bits and pieces, but then yeah, I think I saw it on sale on Steam one day, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna just gonna get it, um, and fell in love with it right away, and um, just all the different options and stuff that you can do. Um, but yeah, so a little bit about the game uh, for those that, in case you really don't know what this game is, um, like I said earlier, it's a tribute to Harvest Moon, uh, Story of Seasons, and Basically, your grandpa is dying, and he's like, he knows that you're not um, happy with where you are, and he sends you this, like, his will, and it's like, open this whenever you are, like, at your lowest. And what in it is a deed to his old farm in Stardew Valley. And um, you quit your office job, and then you make your way out to your uh, grandpa's farm, which is, like, overrun with rocks and weeds, and your house doesn't look that great. Um, and you go in and you basically meet all the townspeople, um, and rebuild your grandpa's farm. And that's, and then you befriend the townspeople. Um, there's certain events throughout the year. Um, but in, in short, that's, that's really the game. Like that's like the overall initial hook and plot of the game. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because with such a simplistic idea, it really branches out, and it's really interesting how individualized you can make a playthrough of this game. Like, I know, um, for me, when I first played it, I was very focused on the farm and, like, actually building up um, all the crops and the animals and stuff like that. Um, But you could also just as well, like, focus mostly on your relationships with the townspeople and make it more of like a life sim type game for yourself 
Um, you could also, like what you do, Billy, is you could um, try to get to the bottom of the mine as fast as possible um, because you like to fight the monsters. Um, I like to fish the best. That's my favorite minigame. So I usually end up making all my money from the fish really quickly. <laughs> what do you do, Elena, when you play, mostly? So I kind of, I've, I've done a bit of everything. I think that my favorite is probably the farm and the, and the animals would be my two favorites. I really like the, um, the progression of the, the barns and working your way towards something better. So you start off with nothing and um, earning your money to be able to buy another cow or a upgrade so that you can start having ducks instead of chickens or uh, whatever it is that you're trying to do. I was very into the farm and ranch aspect of things as well as the um, collecting. I'm a big, big collector in all games that I play. That's the the best thing for me. I like to donate to. In this game, the the community center was um, kind of my big pull or my my big draw. Is once I once I realized that there was a an end goal to the game, or at least to me, that is the end goal is trying to refurbish the town's community center, which is dilapidated and uh, run down. And so you have to find specific items in the game, and then essentially donate one of them instead of selling it to the community center to complete little collections of the different items. And that completes a room. And once you complete all the rooms, then the community center is then opened up for the rest of the town is the the end goal is to, to fix the community center so that the, um, the members of the town get um, a place to go, which is a very wholesome end goal. And I was very, captivated by that and the fact that it's all based off of collecting and searching for rare items or how to find all the items in the quickest amount of time um to me was was one of the the better parts of the game or the the part that captivated me the most yeah i love the uh the community center um i am not a uh completionist um as we've talked about many times before and a lot of times i get really turned off by uh, massive amounts of collecting. Um, but Stardew Valley incentivizes you in such a really great way to do that. Um, you know, like once you clear the um, uh, the forge area or the, the boiler room, whatever, you get upgrades to, uh, you get the mine cart so you can travel around town faster. Um, you upgrade uh, the bank and you get the bus repair so you can go to the Skull Caverns. I mean, stuff like that. It It's not just a an item dump for the sake of an item dump that doesn't warrant you that much stuff. Um, but the Community Center is a really great reward system for doing it. Yeah, I, I also really like that part is that for each little goal that you complete towards the the larger goal, you're rewarded along the way so that you continue to try and complete that larger goal. And a lot of the rewards that you get are new areas to explore, such as the spoilers, but such as the desert or um, other places in the game that you couldn't reach before. So even if it's just a tiny little patch of land that you haven't gotten to go to before, uh, it opens up a whole new area of exploration and new items to get new things to do so that just when you start to think maybe I'm getting bored of the game or just when you think I've done it all, um, something new happens and you're like, well, shoot, I haven't done that yet. And so you have to go and explore all of those things too. If you are a completionist um, like me. 
Yeah. Right, and that's not even to add in the big update that came out just a couple of yeah. months ago that added a whole mm-hmm. new explorable area to the game. That's like the size of the original town. Yeah. Yeah, it's very intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> You're working your way through it, though. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we haven't even gotten to the characters yet. Um, this game has some of my favorite characters in video games of, of this style. Um you know, a lot of times, and it's one of the complaints we still see. Um, I think it's Pioneers of Olive Town is the new story of Seasons game that just came out. And I was watching a bunch of stuff on it, and all the characters are super bland. Um, they're very one note. Um, they look very, um, I mean, they're cute. It's chibi, whatever. Uh, but they just don't have that much personality. Um but Stardew Valley, uh, in even in this gorgeous pixel art, um, the characters have so much emotion um, in both their actual character models and the uh, portrait art that you see whenever you talk to them. Um, even the characters I don't like have such bold choices with them that, you know, I'm going to remember... Almost, you know, probably all of these characters. Anytime I think about this game, because they're so unique and interesting and fun and so well developed, um, that I, you know, I actually cared <laughs> to like talk to everybody and not just abandon them like I do every other life sim game. Who's your favorite character, Billy? Uh, you know, I really liked. Um, of course, now that you've asked me, I don't remember her name, which feels bad. Leah, Leah. I didn't want to get it mixed up. I liked Leah a lot. Um, the artist, um, she was always my go-to uh, uh, marriage candidate in the game. Um, I also really liked Robin, the carpenter. Um, I thought she was super cool. And then I really liked Penny's story as well. Those are probably like my top three um, in the game. I'm a fan of Sam and Sebastian myself. I think we'd be friends in real life. Yeah. I'm not surprised by either of your answers, except really I am surprised you did not say Abigail because she's the the gamer girl. Yeah. I mean, look, look, I think that's just like a, I think everybody likes Abigail. This is true. Everyone does like Abigail. That's true. I'd say my favorites are Harvey, the the town's doctor. I think that he's really funny. His little um, dialogue moments, I, they always make me laugh. He always has something to say for the specific season that we're in or something. Um, so he he was actually my marriage candidate. I took a really long time in my original game to to pick a character because I liked them all so much. And so, um, but I ended up picking him because I... Um, I had kind of shipped in my head some of the characters together already. And so I, <laughs> he was the only one left that I, I felt like I was okay to, um, to go after for my own character. Um, so I really <laughs> like Harvey. Um, I agree about Leah. I think that her storyline is great as well. Um, and Robin and, um, and Marnie as well. I really like Marnie too. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, um, a lot of these games that have, you know, a lot of times with, with these, we get really awesome. We either get really awesome male characters or we get really awesome female characters. Um, 
we hardly ever see a lot of these games where both male and female are represented very well. Um, I can't think of the one off the top of my head. I remember, I just remember like all the guy characters sucking or, you know, all the girl characters were just, Ooh, look at me. And that was it. That was their whole personality. Um, but this game does such a great job of truly personifying like a small town community um, where every character feels like they are more than just look at my gorgeous pixel art. Yeah, it's cool too how so many of them have a like a clear role in the town and like their contributions like seem to matter to the other characters. Mm-hmm. Like um Clint, who's the blacksmith, um, Gus is always like cooking up food for the town festivals and stuff like that, and he runs the the bar and saloon. So I think it's really cool how they have a good job of not just like relating all the characters to the player, but also all the characters to each other. And it makes it seem like they're all friends and neighbors and they all actually like know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their, their schedules are cool too. Um, I, I have so much time logged in the Stardew Valley wiki to keep track of everyone's schedule. Um, but it's so cool. You can just walk around and you see just, Sometimes seemingly random pairings of people just hanging out in town, um, which is really, really, really awesome. It makes me wonder, um, the maker of the wiki, if they just followed every single character around for like ever just to see what they would do or if it's in the code somewhere. I would like to think that they just followed them around and documented everything. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, also, I do know that the uh, developer is, like, really um, ingrained with the community. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he just told the wiki, like, gave him a list, like, his coding list. And was yeah, like, here you go. Fun. It's not as fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised. I agree with you. Isn't there a big modding community as well? There's a huge modding community. It's so awesome. Once the game made its way to Steam, that's pretty much how you know a mod community is going to happen. If it gets onto Steam, there's going to be a modding community following it just because Steam integrates it. Um, And one of the things I love with this last super big update, uh, 1.5, he actually gave out the 1.5 version early to like prominent modders to be like, hey, I know that like, X amount of people use this mod. Here you go. Here's your chance to get it fixed up before the release. Um, which is awesome. Because uh, not every developer sees mods that way on their game. Right. It's usually seen as like a... I don't want to say like a negative thing necessarily, but as like uh, an extra thing or something that is like community-based as opposed to something that the developer really wants to like acknowledge or associate with because it's like they made their game the way that they want to make it Mm -hmm. and they're usually okay with people modding but not necessarily um directly influencing and helping i think that's really cool yeah so here's a question for everybody how long has your most has your save file like your primary save file been going and you i don't like if you happen to know hours or uh just like in the in-game timer 
Yeah. So, so my first file, which is my um, primary file, I guess I'd say, I really only have two. Um, so my, my primary file, I'm on year six in the summer. And I just looked um, as of yesterday, I have 190 hours and 23 minutes of that game. Um, my total for, for both save files that I have though is um, 235 plus hours, which is my on the Switch, my second most played game, uh, just barely behind Animal Crossing, which has 280 hours. Um, but I'm pretty sure Stardew Valley will catch back up and overtake Animal Crossing shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, right, especially since you have so much of that new island content stuff to do. Exactly. I don't know what mine is. It is significantly lower than that. <laughs> I'm sure it's somewhere in like the 30 to 50 hour range, if that. <laughs> um but part of it too is also we started a co-op final, a co-op farm together because in the new update it added in um, couch co-op, which has been a lot of fun. I think we're in year two on that one. Yes. Yeah, that's been cool. Awesome. We have very different play styles, which has been both fun and annoying for her at least. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. I'm, I'm a big... <laughs> I'm a hoarder, so I, I keep every item because I know that this game, there's a use for every item, and mm-hmm. um, no item just exists just to be there. It's either for the community center, for the um, the library, for um, a quest that you need in, like, year 10 or whatever, and so I have a, a hoarding tendency where um, I need to have one of everything because I know it's going to come in handy one day, and so... Um, Matt does not have that. He likes to <laughs> sell the things, get the money, mm-hmm. buy more stuff, and and go from there. And I'm I'm very meticulous about what I buy and when I buy it and when I upgrade things. Well, um, also, like it's not as if anything you get in the game cannot be found again. That's my rationale. See, yes. However, it took me many in-game years to actually get my first prismatic shard, which is one of the. Um, more like I think it's the most rare item. I could be wrong there, but I wouldn't be surprised. One if it's of, the rarest. It's one of the most rare items in the game, and it's very important for um, certain items and recipes and, and crafting in the game. And so I spent a very, very long time looking for it, and I finally found it. And the same uh, week that I found it, I found like five of them all at once. Mm. But it took it me weird. hours yeah. to actually get the first one. Yeah, um, I think my primary file is on year three. Um, I start the game over a lot, um, typically with friends, uh, because multiplayer's been available on Steam for a while, even couch um, co-op, just because it's easier to do on computer. Um, But but yeah, I've started a lot of multiplayer farms, and I love that you guys brought that up. because everybody I play with doesn't like the mines as much as I do. Um, so I'll go hang out in the mines all day uh, and go do my thing. And, you know, like you said before, get to the bottom as fast as possible. Get to the Skull Caverns as fast as possible um, while they do everything else. Yeah, I did that for the first time in our co-op file. I had never gone that far in the mines, and I finally got to the bottom. And then the Skull Cavern terrified me. I've gone there, I think, twice. <laughs> I warned you. He was very excited about the Skull Cavern, and I told him it was the one of the hardest things I've ever done, and he did not believe me. I I love the Skull Caverns. Um, uh, 
but yeah, like with the multiplayer stuff, um, you know, it just adds a whole new dynamic because you can you can either end up being incredibly efficient or super inefficient. Um, because when you are by yourself and you're like you're doing the fishing or whatever, like time stops. If you pause, time stops. If you have a conversation, time stops. Uh, when you're in multiplayer, the time never stops. Um, so you actually have significantly less time during the day um, than you do uh, normally. So you kind of have to be like on it whenever you want to get certain things done. It's funny you mentioned that because we had a pretty significant issue with that one time. Um, <laughs> I just saw Elena shake her head. Yep. You guys can't see, obviously, but I saw her shake her head as soon as he so, said that. I, we were just starting to add animals into our farm, mm-hmm. and we're trying to decide on a name for one of them. I forget which animal it was. If you happen to remember, Elena, chime in. It was just the dog. It was the dog? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I did not realize I would have had to have paused my game before like the keyboard opened in, in the game. Mm-hmm. So time kept running. So we wasted, I think, like three-fourths of an in-game day arguing <laughs> over what to name this dog. Yeah, it was, it was most of the day, and it was an early, uh, early game day, obviously, because we were just, just then getting the, um, the farm dog. And mm-hmm. we wasted the whole day. I was, I was livid. I was very upset. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Fantastic. What did we name the dog? I forget. Uh, I think we named it Granger. Okay, that's right. That's about right. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, you know, I, I I'm curious. What are your guys' thoughts on the on the how the in-game clock works in general? Are you a fan? Do you dislike it? Because I know since Stardew Valley, you've played both Animal Crossing, which uses real-time clock, um, and Littlewood, which uses an energy system instead. Um, but thoughts on um, Stardew Valley's clock system? I think. Oh, you go first, Elena. I saw you go. Okay. Um, personally, I really like it. I, um, I like to binge when I game, and so if I'm really into something, I'll get very lost in it, and I'll play it for hours. And so I find the um, just kind of continuous clock, but you can pause when you need to. Um, very conducive to that and i i think it's fun because you can play a whole bunch of game or you can um do so little little bits at a time um so i really like it i would say comparatively it makes it so that other games such as animal crossing which is um real time based or real calendar based it's that's fun for a different reason and in a different way but you stand the risk of um burnout in terms of the gamers and uh, not wanting to continue playing because it takes too long to do something, or you have to wait for the actual next real day for something to happen, which um, it makes it fun in that capacity because then you want to play every day to see something new. Um, but at the same time, you can't play as long if that's the style of gaming that you like to do. And I would say my least favorite style would probably be the uh, the Littlewood variety, where it's based off of action or, or energy or how, however many things that it is you can do. Um, I found that to be the most annoying of the three just because it, it seemed like the uh, days got cut short. So I personally really like the the Stardew Valley clock um, system. I think it works 
really well for my um, my individual play style. I'm a fan. I don't really have much to add because I think my opinion is basically exactly the same. So, oh my God, it's like we're married. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, I, I also like the in game time clock, but for a different reason. Um, I think when it's implemented well, it's just, it's so cool. Um, because without it, you'd be like, oh, it's Monday. I can go do that activity whenever I want. Um, whereas in Stardew, it's like, no, I, you know, so-and-so opens at a certain time this day. I need to make sure that I go and get that. Um, and it's going to sound weird, but it reminds me so much of playing Majora's Mask because that's what that whole game is. You know, you're on the third day, you need to go get this thing, and then you reset and do it again, whatever. But it just, it's just, it's cool to see how in-game clocks have developed since Majora's Mask and so on. Um, and I And I like... You know, I'll complain about it while I'm playing, but stuff like, you know, the the sto- Pierre's store is closed in year one on Wednesdays. Um, I yell at Clint on a daily basis that he closes at four. Um, but, you know, I have to, it's kind of a cool thing to be like, oh, shoot, I'm in the, you know, I'm in the skull caverns and I have stuff I wanted. I wanted to upgrade my tools, but now Clint is closed because Clint closes at four for some reason. And, like, living in a small town as well, like, I'm used to that kind of thing. I complain about that in real life all the time. <laughs> Too real. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very much a fan. And I think Stardew Valley implements itself very well. Um, it doesn't seem like, like, you have plenty of time to get what you need to get done that day. Um, I never feel like, you know, of course, I always want to spend more times in the mines, especially the skull caverns, because I want to get farther down. But that extra time constraint is a is a great added layer to it. Yeah, the comparison to Majora's Mask was interesting. I haven't really thought of it that way before, but I think it's a pretty accurate comparison. It, it's just in the sense that, like, a lot of times when there's a, in a real-time clock, it doesn't really have much bearing, except every so often. I think, like... um Elder Scrolls games, for example, is a really great non-example of a good in-game clock. Um, just because it's always, you know, it's just when shops open and close um, in those games. Like, it doesn't really affect too many people's schedules that matter to you, except for, like, a couple individual quests. Um, Interesting. In a lot of other games. Long like enough it. to really know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I, I think in a game like Stardew Valley, it does a really nice job of emulating, you know, a real small town, which is what they're trying to trying to do. Um, alongside that, um, I, I always found I, every time I boot up the game, there's always something new that I didn't realize before. I'm always like, I go back to my old game, like, okay, what can I do? Um, it's just crazy to me, like how I'll go back and play, and there's just a whole other area of stuff. Um, like I think I booted up recently, and of course I haven't gotten too far in the new update, so mm-hmm. I'm still in stuff that existed before this big update. Right, but, like the whole like wizards quest that happens in the post game stuff. I had never done that before. Right, um, I booted up this last time. I was like, oh, the wizard has a thing for me. Um, 
it's just amazing to me how much is just packed into this game that's never gone above twenty dollars. It's like the best value for a game that I've ever seen. Like, if you are someone who's really interested in the amount of time you get out of a game versus how much money you put into it, like you could easily get 100, 200 hours in this game and still not completely finish it. And for 20 bucks, like I can't think of another game that is quite like that. Yeah. Um, all the scripted events are super cool. Stuff like the festivals and the, um, uh, like the, what's the one on the beach? I forget what it's called. There's the luau and then there's also the, like the moonlight jellies. That's what it festival. is. The um, moonlight jellies makes me tear up almost every single time. Yes. I don't know what it is. It's a really pretty scene. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, you know, as the more I've played, the more I've tried to like mix things up. Like I know what the good answer is on some of these things, but sometimes it's fun to do the nonsense answers <laughs> just to see what happens. Yeah. Um, and actually recently I started a Joja Mart playthrough. Oh no. Um, which makes you feel like the biggest jerk in the planet. Um, but it's different. It's it's capitalist. Yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting because, um, and I, I'm guess, guessing you guys haven't done that yet or tried it. It's illegal in this household. That's fair. Fair enough. Absolute blasphemy. Uh, so just for anybody, if you if you're not familiar with this part of the game, we mentioned before that there's the community center that's all run down, um, and part of your quest is to collect items for these bundles to repair the rooms which give you some sort of other bonus. Well, there's a Walmart equivalent uh, called Joja Mart, which wants to buy the um, community center and make it a warehouse. Um, So you can do that um, in the game. So you just have to buy a Joja Pass, uh, I think they call it. It's kind of like the Costco card. Uh, (laughs) And it turns the community center into a warehouse. Um, and then you can still get all the upgrades. You just spend lots of money instead of collecting the bundles. Um, and it totally changes how I go about playing the game. Um, right, because it's way more about um, efficiency at that point, like getting the most money you can every single day, mm-hmm. really planning out um, like how quickly you can buy things as opposed to really exploring the game and dealing with all the different locations and people to get all the items. Yeah. Um, one of the big things, biggest examples is like one of the bundles wants you to get one of like four or five, if there's like four or five or six, depending on the season, one of each like crop for mm-hmm. that season. It's always so uh, stressful. It is. But when you're doing the Jojo run, you don't have to worry about it. You pick the thing that gives you the, mo- the, the most efficient amount of money per seeds, and you do that. And the days... It, it's interesting how much my perspective changes on the game with just one little adjustment. Because, like, yeah. in the other run, I'm still, like, looking to get as much money as possible. It's why I spend 95% of my time in the mines. And... um but, you know, I still worry. I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that at one of these days I go foraging to get all the stuff. And one of these days I go and get all the 
crops for this year. And, you know, even if I just buy one of each thing and I water them once a day before I go to the mines. Right. Because then with the Georgia Mart, it's more about like, what can you do in that day to get the most money? Not necessarily to, to get that one piece of foraging item or like that one fish you need to catch. Cause you could yeah. just completely ignore those systems if you wanted to. Hmm. Yeah. And like, it just does, it does make me feel like, you know, the doing the farm stuff makes me feel like I'm in the community. Like I'm walking around, I'm doing all the things to try and get everything for everybody. And, you know, I have to, like, I have to go to certain areas of the map in order to catch certain fish. Um, in the Jojo run, I don't have to do that. I can really just kind of ignore everybody's well-being and just amass as much money as possible and scrooge my duck, McDuck, uh, my way to victory. Sounds so mean. <laughs> it is mean. <laughs> but it sets, like, that's what the game wants you to feel like, you know? when you do that run and it's just, it does it so well. Definitely not good for a first playthrough, in my opinion. Always no. go for the community center first. Absolutely. Jojo run should be the very last thing. <laughs> or save yourself one achievement in the main game. Go to Jojo Mart, then come back to your main game for a wholesome. There you go. Um, yeah. Have you guys ever done much with the adventurers guild? I I have. That's probably the last thing that I've done in terms of my main game before um, the new round of DLC. That was kind of my very last thing that I had to do. I had to get, um, I think, a couple more artifacts for the library, which I've, or museum or whatever it's called. And then um, once I did that, the last thing I had left to do was the Adventurers Guild, which is um, very challenging. I'm not very good at the I'm I'm pretty trash at two things in this game, the combat and the fishing. And um I have gotten better at the combat but not the fishing. And so <laughs> um in terms of that, I've I've done almost everything in the in the game. At least it feels like I have. I'm sure there's something I haven't done, but I think I've done almost everything. Um the one thing I have yet to fully complete is the Adventurers Guild. But I'm so close. I am very so close. very close. And now yeah. with that new update, there's like a special prize for getting 100% completion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it and it ruined my Adventurers Guild progress because now there's extra stuff that I have to figure out for that too. Um, I think I the only thing I had left in the original um, Adventurers Guild was just one more of the monsters. I had to get the the certain number. I think I just have one more now. Now it's yeah. almost up, and I have to I have to so much more to do. Mm-hmm. It's one of those you things. That's like, oh, go ahead. Play more of your favorite game. I know. I'm not complaining too much, but I'm just <laughs> I was really close to finally being done, and now I'm not. Yeah, I. Uh, the adventure skill is always one that like I'll have like a about because I can just play this game in spurts. Um, it'll be like three, four days in a row where I'll just kind of play it nonstop, and then I'll be done. Um, and adventure skill is always one of those like I'll spend one of those days just like, all right, I'm in the mines, kill everything, gotta get all the um all the enemies that i need to go get those items and um it's just i it's amazing to me how much this game rewards you for doing what you want to do right um and they're going to get oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say there's just not a lot of games that do that as well as stardew valley does i agree it rewards 
the individual and what they want to do a lot more than other games as opposed to having a a set trajectory, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting. And hard to develop, too, because you have mm-hmm. to account for all those different things as well. Yeah. But I was going to say, you still need to get this on the Switch so we can have a, a farm together. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody were to, they've never played Stardew Valley and you were going to, at this point, they've listened to this podcast and like, wow, that's a lot of stuff. But what, what is like the, the selling point for you? Like if someone came up to you and like, why should I play Stardew Valley? Cause it's, you sure it's got mining. I could just play Minecraft. Oh, it's got <laughs> life sim stuff. I could just play the Sims. You know, what, what would be your selling point to them? For me, I would say um, the replayability. So there's there's so much stuff. We've talked about a million things that they're on this game and how it's got endless possibilities. Um, but not only does it have endless possibilities in your first game, it has endless possibilities in every file that you make, which is a big, big plus, especially compared to another sim, um, Animal Crossing. You get one playthrough, and unless you want to completely delete everything, start over, kind of hack your game to to clear it and start over, um, you get one time and that's it. And you can't go back and experience the beginning of the game again. But with Stardew Valley, you can replay it as many times as you want with as many different combinations of people as you want. You can do so many different things. Um, the amount of game that you get for the price it is is absolutely absurd. I would I would for sure buy this game for 60 bucks like almost any other game I would no hesitation um so for me it's that as well as just the um the the wholesome content that's in it the storylines with the characters and um the general good feeling that you have while playing it it's it's a true happy game i would say for me a lot of it is the like personality of the game itself because most of the things that we've talked about they're not unique inherently like there are games where you fight monsters there are games with fishing mini games and there's farming games, but the way the Stardew Valley brings it all together um, and like puts it into this one little package is very special, I think. Like the the sense of humor and the charm and the art style, I think is is different than anything else that I've ever played. And a game that I think like there are games out there that kind of try to recreate that, but I think because this is the vision of one guy, it's very much um, his individual ideas and his personality that he's imbued into this game. So I think that the best reason to play it is just its own uniqueness. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I would say just the, you can play this game any way you want to. Like if you've heard something in just in the little bit that we've talked about, and obviously again, we have not covered everything, not even close. Um, otherwise this would be a three hour podcast episode. Maybe it might, it might be a day. Um, but I mean, you can just tell from the three of us that we have such different play styles yet. We've all put in at least 40 to 50 hours, you know, at the lowest um, I just checked my Steam. I'm sitting at 128 hours on this game. Um, and 
I still will just boot it up and I will just go to the mines. That's all I do. I go to the mines. I have a good time. I watch my money number get bigger and I feel good about myself. Um, Big number go up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Money number go burr. (laughs) (laughs) But truthfully, I mean, and if that's not your jam, like the, the amount of farm space that you have, you can really customize how your farm looks and functions and, um, you could date everybody in town, like if you really want, like if that's your jam, um, start a new file, have a different type of farm. It's it's endless. Um, and again, with the modding community, and there's a whole group of uh, Stardew Valley speed runs are a thing now. It's a real thing people will do um, with the one year challenge. So much so that the developer put in a checkbox to get an item in year one that you used to only be able to maybe get in year one um, just for this community challenge. Um, it's got so much heart and soul and I, and I love, and I love that. So, Good game. Yeah. If you got 20 bucks lying around, you're like, I don't know what to get. And you already bought Hades. Go buy Stardew Valley. So you're saying Hades is above Stardew Valley. That's, no, I'm just saying that, Hades is the new one, so you probably have that one already if you don't have this game already. I see. Mm-hmm. But if you have 40 bucks lying around, get both. For sure. <laughs> um, but I think that's going to wrap us up here for today because you know we don't want to give out all the spoilery details and we want to save make sure that you guys get to save a lot of that stuff for yourself if you have not gotten a chance to play this game yet. Totally right, worth your money. Yeah. There's so much more that we haven't discussed in that game. It's pretty ridiculous. The soundtrack alone get, should deserve its own podcast. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my goodness. I agree. But with that, thank you, Elena, for joining us on today's hey, episode. You. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on so I could talk about my um, one of my all-time favorite games, probably my second favorite game of all time. Um, I love this game so much. It's my It's my comfort game my happy game it's it always brings me joy so everybody should play it it's a good time agreed and so with that we will see you all on the next episode elena we hope to see you on another episode sometime soon uh and you guys can look out for our episode on spotify pod uh spotify google podcasts apple podcasts anchor all those places you can find us on twitter at games parlay pod uh, we would love to hear from you. Tell us your Stardew Valley memories. What's your favorite um, aspect of the game? Uh, we would love to hear from you um, on that topic. And with that, we'll see you all on the next time.